Hey, everybody, you're listening to Raw with Marty Gallagher, J.P. Bryce, and Jim Steele, brought to you by ironcompany.com. Today, we're discussing holiday eating. The problem is everyone tends to overeat during the holidays, so uh, we've got two choices, basically. Tamp it down, tamp down the hunger, or just go with it. So I'm of the mind where if it's just for a day or so, you just go with it. But, you know, I don't have any bodybuilding shows coming up or anything like that, so... um, I'm, I'm not doing anything in particular that would uh, make it so that I had to adhere to a certain diet. So I'm all about enjoying time with the family and just going with it uh, for, for a day. And that's it. Get back to it after and clean everything up, get back to your lifting. And, um, but we've got a couple of guys here that might have some, some different views on that. Some oh, different well, techniques. I, I love tactics. that. I, I think we should have Jim agree to that. I'll agree to that and let him show. Right there. Good. <laughs> Goodbye. Have fun. Goodbye. Time for some stuffing. That's a fine. Goodbye. So I mean, what? What's? Uh, I mean, what are your guys' view? I mean, I'm sure your view has has kind of wavered back and forth mm. uh, over the years, depending on what you're up to, what your you know, Jim does bodybuilding shows and things like that. So I'm sure there's times there's thanksgivings which we just had yesterday yesterday was thanksgiving yeah. Yeah. where he couldn't overindulge because he had a show coming up in you know weeks or months or or whatever so i guess it kind of depends on where you're at in your training in your life and so on right good jim well i think i'll tell you one story about about that situation so 2012 i had a show like december 4th or 12th yeah 12th i think and, you know, Thanksgiving is usually from, what, the 24th to the 26th or something like that. And we always go down to Maryland and with my parents. And I called my mom and I said, I'm not coming because I just I was so irritable at that point. I had my meals already that I knew I was going to I knew I couldn't screw it up. And I knew that they wouldn't understand. You mean you're not going to eat anything? You mean you're just going to you know what I mean? They wouldn't have given me crap about it, but it's very. If you're not in it, it's foreign to people. You know what I mean? Very foreign, yeah. So I just, we stayed home. We didn't have Thanksgiving and everybody dealt with it. And that's the way it was. <laughs> I mean, well, what did your mom kids, say though? Your mom, your mom must have been pissed. She, she never she spoke to him again. Really mad. Really <laughs> yeah. Mad. Um, so, you know, I've made it up to them. But yeah, yeah. Mad, and I didn't say, you know, they don't really understand the bodybuilding thing. There's wonderful people and supportive, but you know, so if I would have said, well, I got a bodybuilding show. That my dad would have said, well, that's stupid anyway. Come down, <laughs> down and eat. That's yeah. something my parents would say, yeah. yeah that's dumb. Why are you doing that stupid thing? That's what he would have said. May I tell us a related, yes. related story? So yeah. when I was back when I was working for Weeder, uh, I was interviewing a bodybuilder who shall remain nameless. And he had a similar story. He, um, he talked about how he went home for Thanksgiving and this fella talked in the third person. He referred to himself. Let's say his name is Donnie. He, he'd say, uh, yeah, well, when mom told Donnie, come on home for Thanksgiving, Donnie told mom, no, uh, listen, mom, I'm, I'm going to come, but I need to eat my food. Yeah. So Donnie went and ate Thanksgiving. And yeah, I had my Tupperware. And, I, and, and I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this guy and I'm thinking to myself, so he probably walked into this beautiful Thanksgiving dinner where, you know, the, the, the men are wearing, you know, dress nice and the women are dressed nice. And he walks in and he's probably wearing 
those, uh, remember those American flag pants? The baggy ones, the baggy ones. <laughs> yes, yeah, the, the baggy, baggy workout ones, yeah. With, with balloon pants, with a tank top, now it's in November, and a do-rag. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, then, and then he sits down to eat, like, everything's normal. Right. And just, but, you know, he refuses to have any of the food. So it's a little similar to your situation, yeah. Jim. At least you didn't go no. and bring your Tupperware. No, and you know, but I also canceled like in the last, at the last minute too. So that didn't help either. But yeah, I didn't, I just didn't want to deal with it. And, and we had an infinite, I was like, he's a pain in the ass. I don't feel like. <laughs> I think the lesson is, is never schedule a, a, a bodybuilding competition during the holidays. Bam. That's very That's true. For you. Yeah, you know I mean? I've never done it. that, by the way. So, but my thinking would have been like, oh, well, there's Thanksgiving, there's, you know, whatever. And then I would have been like, don't be a wuss. Who cares? You know what I mean? I would have had that know. conversation. So, would you still um, have that conversation having gone through it? I would tell them ahead of time now, way ahead of time. But, uh, oh, you mean would I schedule one? Yeah. Uh, if it was something I really wanted to do, I'd be I'd be so selfish it wouldn't matter probably. <laughs> Just to be honest, selfish. Well, we are honest today. I love we this. Are, this All right. Keep day, going, man. baby. This is honesty day. Like it or not, here we come. Here we come. But if but if you're not dieting, <laughs> if you're not dieting for a show, something like that where you have to be super strict, does it matter? I mean, does it? Yeah, you know, it can. I mean, day? yeah, it, well, yeah, because you can put How? on ten. Because you can you, In you a can day? really. JP, now you've weighed yourself. I know after you've had a, a heavy eating day. T tell me, can't you make the scale move 10 pounds? In a day now, you weigh yourself the next day and it's pretty much all gone. I don't, I, I could maybe, maybe, maybe if I ate about 10,000 calories in a day, gain a pound, a pound. The, ne the next day. No, no. I'm telling you, it, it's not that easy, well, at least for me anyway. But, uh, you know, I don't think a day makes much of a difference health-wise, weight-wise. What, what, what do you have, a, a, a stomach the size of a squirrel? <laughs> No, man, I can put it away. I'm telling you. I'm no Brad Gillingham, but I can put it Jim, away pretty good. Jim, come on, help me. You're yeah. just sitting on the sidelines, not saying anything. Come oh, on, no, I never say anything. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've, I've put on 12 pounds in a matter of four or five hours before. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But that does not stay with you, though. No, no, no. A lot of no, I didn't say that the overnight stuff does either, but I'm just well, saying. Who cares about the temporary oh. weight gain of a day? It's gone. No, no, you're right. no, you're, so so the, the deal with that is if, if you're on a schedule, right, and mentally you can't handle it, then you, then obviously you should just have small portions of it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with going and having Thanksgiving, but don't make a pig of yourself. You know, there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Um, in, in a case where let's say you have the nationals coming up in powerlifting, you got to make weight or bodybuilding, you're training for something. Yeah. You got to stay on your diet. You know, well, um, let's talk about certain things we can do. And, and Jim, I mean, you're a professional at this. What are certain tips that you can uh, advise that we do if we don't want to really get there and just, uh, you know, vacuum up all the food that's there. What's tips we can do beforehand, during, yeah. after, I mean, name off some of the stuff that you've done. Well, first of all, you could take a tip from Marty and do some fasting until the meal. So a lot of times you'll have the big breakfast and you'll have a snack and then you got relatives come over and then they have something to eat. And then by the time you get to, to the meal at Thanksgiving, you're a little full already, but hell, you're going to eat anyway. And you're going to, you know, so you can do damage control by not eating until the 
till the big meal, right? And then that gives you some freedom. Or, you know, I remember Franco Colombo used to talk about he would, if he was going on vacation, he would overtrain and undereat yep. for like mm-hmm. a week beforehand, yep. right? And so then he would just blow up when he went yeah. on vacation and had all the carbs yeah. and the wine and stuff yeah. like that. You go on an, uh, anab- an anabolic burst. Right. right. And you talk about that all the time. And it's well, a perfect opportunity to do that, isn't it? But, but, you you know? have, but how long would you fast? Uh, just, for? Excuse, excuse me. Let me just, can I get a word in? Yes, go. <laughs> Thanks. Certainly. Uh, it's all presupposed on what you do in the lead up. If, if you just have a normal life in the lead up to the pig up, out, then it's a pig out. But if you go to the time and the trouble and the effort, and let's be honest, it's about pulling the carbs out. Yeah. 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 And the alcohol. <clears throat> and you take the carbs and the alcohol out. And what are you left with, Jim? You're left with fiber, a little bit of fiber, protein, fat. That's about it, right? Yeah. And if, if you stay that course and are true to that, then yeah, when it's the day, and again, you don't, you don't preempt it by like having some massive breakfast, but if you- if, we, we had biscuits and gravy yesterday, man. Oh, baby. So, uh, but, but you, you, and you look forward to it with such yeah. anticipation that, that when it actually happens, I mean, it really is the, the, the classical definition of a feast. Everything tastes amplified, yeah, because you yes, free because you earned it. It's and, because you earned it, and you can have as much of anything you want. Yeah, right. But you're gonna, you know, because because you put it off because you've been good. First off, your stomach will be about the size of a squirrel's. You'll be full fast. You'll get full fast. Uh, you'll go for the uh, well, like happened to me yesterday. I I, I use this exact strategy you know, leading up to yesterday. And, and, you know, the thing that I was immediately attracted to were the carbs, the potatoes. I, they had mashed potatoes. Like, oh, my God, I couldn't get enough of them, right, with gravy and butter and, and the desserts because I'd been deprived of that stuff. I had protein. They had good proteins, but I kind of get that at home, right? But and you've been doing this diet for how long, Marty? Before? Six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. But, and but I'm, down, that... I'm down 20, I'm down 21 pounds. Man. I gained three pounds up from yesterday, but I had a modest day yesterday. I only had, I had three Guinness, like as soon as I got there, just to make myself sociable, right? <laughs> hey, terrible. Dude, you do that before we go on a podcast. Well, I'll tell you back in the old days. Uh, <laughs> But, but then, like I said, it's interesting because you're so used to eating your protein and your fiber, you know, and that when given the opportunity, it's like, hey, you know, where's the lasagna? You know, you, you know, I, I'm looking for pasta. I'm looking for carbs. I'm looking for sweets. I'm looking for potatoes. I'm looking for, you know, all that stuff. And I, I just, your capacity is not that great. Right. So do you feel yesterday was a true anabolic burst day for you? Yes. Now, it was the wrong fuel, but it's okay because, you know, today I'm back on it. I, it's not like, oh, wow, that was so incredible. I want to do some more of it. Mm-hmm. It was like yeah. fine. It was like good. I enjoyed it, but it's yeah. not like I want to run out and, you know, buy a pie. Well, and, 
after oh, being after being so disciplined for six weeks and having well, no carbs, I mean, did you okay, actually, did you get out. sick? Time Sometimes that will make you feel sick too. Let me just say this, and I, in being honest, in my version of the alone diet, apparently there's a beer store somewhere in the woods. <laughs> so you're having carbs Bill. and alcohol one time. Bill. One time a week, I get two twenty fours, forty eight ounces, and that's my party. Oh, just once a week. Yeah. Oh, you're good, man. Thank you. Good. That's that's what I thought, right? But but that, but again, it's, so it's a modified. Course. It's a modified. I, I'm doing, and but you know what? That's the only carb I really miss. I don't like go. go I did I did have a little bit of uh, Ben and Jerry's, uh, but other than that, it's mainly okay beer. That's what the main else? Thing. Yeah. What <laughs> no, else? You're being that's, that's it, buddy. No, no, that's that's it. That's it. Uh, a little bit of sweets, very little sweets. I think I've only binged on sweets uh, twice I mean, in six, six weeks. In six weeks, I binged twice. On and two. lost how many pounds? I mean, you twenty one. Twenty one pounds. Yeah, and that and that was quote unquote binges are nothing because that kept you sane. And you know, every time yes. I did that, yes, yes, with a dieting bodybuilder or wrestler, every single time I said, Man, I want you to have 700 carbs tomorrow. They lost weight. They gained a little bit the next day and then it started to fall off them because they were tampering their metabolism down so much. Yes. Right. And that gave them a and little kick start, added some fuel. Here, right. Workout better. Jimmy, here's what I discovered. Because my insulin receptor sites were so cleared out, yeah. when I put carbs in, man, they cleared it out because my my insulin clearance is really good. Yeah, because I don't have a lot of it in my system. I'm only I'm only eating protein and uh, I have a little bit of cottage cheese. Right, so know. it's not elevated all the time. No, no, it's very low. So when I do take in carbs, whoop, it clears it out quick, like it's supposed to. Yeah. I mean, the best feeling in the world was if you're dieting really hard and the next morning, you look in the mirror after you have one of those meals, man, you're like, wow. And you know, oh, you again, uh, we should talk about that. Now that's a phenomenon, JP, yes. that now I know you're aware of is that, and this started back in the elder days of Frank Zane and, and Chris Dickerson. And do you remember the, the era of the midget Olympias? Yeah. That's what Arnold was mini champions. The mini champions, right? Arnold, the era. Yeah. yeah. Ar Arnold once called Frank Zane a chicken with 17 inch arms. Yeah. And you know, when they were doing the trophies in, in uh, 70. Is or, that cool? May have been 80. Somebody yelled from the audience, skinny man Zane, <laughs> which was not, it was not even close to being true. I mean, he looked amazing, uh, but compared to those monsters, you know, uh, but, with Sergio and Arnold. Well, but the, the, the bodybuilding diet of the day was the fish and water diet where basically yeah. you were allowed and they, they, they opened it up. Uh, Ken Waller said he could get cut on, on Turkey breast. So it had to be some sort of fat free or very little fat protein and water. And if you could stick to that for what, six weeks, eight weeks, yeah. you lose your body fat. Oh yeah. But, but you also lose a goodly amount of muscle. Right. And then and, yeah. And that's why these guys look so starved out. They were they were shredded, they were ripped, but they were small. What they discovered is is after the contest, when they partied up, the competition's over. Let's have some beers. Let's have some pizza. Let's have some you know whatever. 
ice cream. Well, then the next day they were like, you know, they're, they're 11 pounds heavier and just as ripped. And they're going, what's going on? And that was the, that was the birth of the anabolic burst. And Tom Platts would say, so what, so Fred Hatfield designed the, or named it the zigzag diet where you basically you eat for the, what you're getting ready to do. So if you're having a heavy squat day, you're going to eat more that day. But he also said what he really noticed was Tom Platts would starve on chicken, you know, tuna and water, whatever, Mm -hmm. for as long as he could take it. And then he, you know, binge out and he would get ripped that way. And Hatfield's like, you know, there's got to be something to that. And then piggybacking on that was DePasquale's anabolic diet. Same thing. Five days, you're eating 50 carbs or less. And that 50 carbs is nothing. Right. And I would just try to be zero because incidental carbs are going to be and probably get close to 50. Yes, exactly. So then by the, by Saturday and you fill up, you know, with, with Krispy Kremes, the next day you look amazing. Now, if you did it one more day though, you're going to spill over and start to get fat. So it's, you know, it has to be strict, strict, strict in order to get that anabolic, you know, uh, phenomenon that happens. Uh, That's how that's how yeah. you've done it going, you know, doing your uh, last bodybuilding shows, right? That's Yeah, up until five weeks out. So I, what, what had right. happened, I would send Rich Sulky, who we're going to get on the podcast eventually, uh, his uh, picture. I'd send him pictures on a Friday and I'd be riding a bike and I'd be waiting for his answer. Can I have a cheat day? Can I have a cheat? And it would be a <laughs> meal. So he would say, you know, eat a dinner and two desserts. And, oh, Jimmy, eat a big one, get a burger, get fried. And he's, he's from Connecticut, so he can make every Italian from Connecticut makes food. Even something as plain as burger and fries sound amazing. And then he put some gravy on there, Jimmy. And I want you to have ice cream and pie, Jimmy. And, you know. but then what does say, two desserts mean, though? What is two, what's the definition of two desserts? Two so pies? I have a piece of cake and then a bowl of ice cream, something like that. Okay. But and I mean, two, two desserts I mean, means two desserts. Yeah. Um, and but he he'd make me still do the cardio and everything else is the same, Jimmy. But you can have that have that meal, and it'd be like Christmas when he told me. <laughs> but this is a this is this is a meal out of seven days. Right, right. And this I isn't this my- isn't a, this isn't a cheat day. No. This whole thing about cheat day. Oh, you're going to get up and what? Go to the breakfast buffet, and then you're going to go to the lunch buffet, and then you're you know no 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 no. You you get one good i don't know what four hour crack at it That's yeah, i would have to get, i usually honestly marty i would i would put a uh, an hour on myself because i would go nuts if i didn't i would eat uh, yeah so so yeah. you got to know your personality you know uh, if you're not if you're a type b kind of guy and, and you say well i can control it i know i don't have any control when it comes to that it's just like you know can we just have a beer no i can't i can't do it i can't just have one so you know it's not going to happen. What what would be your <clears throat> so you get uh, Rich gives you the go ahead. What would typically pizza. be consist the pizza? You know, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, because here in New Jersey, Lord, the pizza is amazing. So I'd have yeah. pizza. I'd eat it in the parking lot. Yep. And I'd go to uh, and it's deli- and it's delicious, unbelievable. And the town next door had a, a bakery, you know, fresh oh. bakery, and I would get those. Uh, donut stuffed with vanilla cream with the with the powder on the outside, yeah. and I get two of those, two or three of those, and I'd eat those in the parking lot. 
I'd get, I'd, I'd be there with you. I'd be getting the baklava. You, oh yeah, and you can feel, you can look down, <laughs> you can look down your forearms when you're eating that sugar. Yes, and you can see the veins start getting bigger and more pronounced, man. Well, and you start pulsating. Yeah, it's oh yeah, my, my, and, and blood pressure goes crazy too. But <laughs> yeah. is there any point where you'd throw alcohol? Because I know they'll do a, a couple of shots yes. of alcohol, but is that the day of the show or the day before? How does that work? Yeah, I never did the alcohol when I, I didn't crave it at all, dieting mm. at all. Um, I just craved, you know, sweets, um, off-season stuff. Yeah, sure. If you're going to do that, then okay, have a couple of beers and stuff like that. Plus, you got to remember your system when you're dieting for 12, 15 weeks um, is, is really sensitive. Your kidneys, your liver, all that stuff is really sensitive too. And you start throwing in the alcohol and you got to just be careful with it. But you know, off-season, sure, man, have a couple of beers at least. Yeah. yeah yeah but on the day of the show aren't the aren't the bodybuilders doing uh they'll, they'll take like a vodka. shot of vodka or something to yeah bring i have a little bit of vodka. and you know yeah. laverne talks about he had ronnie coleman do that and ronnie coleman's like that's amazing you know but i was the reason how i became aware of it i was backstage and this bikini girl came up to me i saw her over there drinking and i was like oh you're drinking vodka and she was like yeah would you like some you know and there's a little bikini. Not, I wasn't looking. You have no sex uh, feelings about any attractiveness to an opposite sex when you're dieting that hard. You're just like, hey, what's up, buddy? You know, it's not. You told that to the bikini model. Hey, what's up, oh, buddy? Yeah. So I was like, ah, no, because I didn't want to screw it up. And then I started reading about it and all that. And then I, then I actually, you know, would do a little vodka before. Well, that. tell them, tell them why it, it it flushes the capillaries yeah, and. and yeah, blows up, blows out your vascularity. Okay, great. And plus, you're going out there in your root suit in front of uh, you know a thousand people, so you want to your inhibitions to be you know a little lower. Right, 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 right. Especially if you're uh, now you're still uh, still posing to Phil Collins. No, I have no. Uh, I don't like Phil Collins. I Pantera, Molly Crew, uh, Led Zeppelin, Pantera, Molly Crew. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna pick your I'm Marty pick loves your all the bodybuilding stuff. Oh, I do, I do, I do. I, yeah. lo I love that. I love. Well, you know, what's funny is everybody else would do the splits and all that. I'd oh do, yeah, I would do Arnold's posing routine from '74 <laughs> to Pantera, which, which no one, which no one recognized. Oh no, you could do all the transitions, Marty, yeah. uh, that uh, Arnold did, and they'd be like, "Wow, original." Yeah, you could even <laughs> smile like him. You know. <laughs> Get your hair cut that same way. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You don't have oh, any hair. I'm sorry. All right. So also, now this is important, is that you need, and Jim hit on it when he talks about spillover. And this is an important concept. <clears throat> if you're if you're tight and on target going into the holidays and you have your, your day, uh, you need to get back on the wagon the next day. You can't turn. Yeah, you can't turn you know, Thanksgiving into, you know, Mardi Gras can't be a five-day thing. You, you, it doesn't work that way. If you, if you get on and then get right back off, then you're you're going to uh, normalize right. your previous way. Instead, right. But if you stay too long, your body relearns. Your body has this magical period where it actually forgets how to add body fat because it hasn't done it for a while. Yeah. So for this little short period of time, you can take in any calories and it's either gonna end up as fat 
I'm sorry, is either muscle or it's going to be excreted. Right. Or used for energy, one of three possibilities. It won't be converted into fat. If spillover, what that means is now the body's relearned how to make fat again. Right. So you've you've stayed too long. Let's talk about that. Can we talk about the sure. the the different um, uh, lengths of time? Like, for example, if your diet has been super clean for six or eight weeks, does that afford you uh, more time of anabolic burst before you have the spillover effect? Yes. So, in other words, you know, maybe you get two days before spillover, or maybe uh, yeah. even three days. Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. But again, I think you're kind of playing with fire, Jim, would you not agree? I could do one day, that was it. And it, wouldn't, yeah. it would last until, when I did the Duke Pasquale, which he allows you two days, but he gives the caveat, um, you know, if you if you look in the mirror, and I like that he just uses the mirror instead of anything fancy and scientific. Right, right. And if you start to see yourself getting smoother, you either, you went a little bit too far. So next week you back it off. So the first weekend I did it, I did Saturday, Sunday, and I, I gained weight and it didn't come back off till like Wednesday or Thursday. So I knew I did too much and I looked in the mirror and I could tell. And I just had that type of personality that, you know, dozen Krispy Kremes, man, you know, where um, I was, my first wife was doing a diet with me. She could do two days because she was, she could be sensible. I don't have that sensibility thing. No, no She no. would have a bagel for breakfast. I'd have, <laughs> you know, 10 bagels for breakfast. The, re the, the rest of them. Yeah, the bag. Yeah. Right. Well, the the reason I ask is because we've talked about this before. When uh, Karwaski, I think, it, what was it, ninety five? They they all went down to Ocean City for a week, right? And he yeah. had been, he was super lean, looked really yeah. good, looked like a bodybuilder. Yeah. And this is you can see him if you go to YouTube and type in uh, Karwaski beer uh, metrics and beer. Yeah. Um, he looked really good, but he said he did the anabolic burst that full week yeah. and he said every day he got leaner because he had been so strict for so long and i mean he was drinking 30 to 40 beers a day allegedly <laughs> <laughs> from what he said he was eating yeah. uh i don't know what it was it's 7-eleven talk uh, tacos and and hot dogs and oh boardwalk food you walk yeah, and boardwalk food listen i've listen i've done these trips to ocean city with kirk yeah. yeah. Okay. I've been right there with him. I know what goes on. You walk 30 yards and stop and get something to eat. But it took probably about a full week before he saw a <laughs> spillover. I don't know. That's a long time. But you gotta I don't remember, know. Marty, correct me if I'm wrong. If you have more muscle, yeah, you're going to burn that fat faster. You're going to yeah. burn that off better, man. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And again, we'd have to go back in time and sit with him and, you know, look at him. I, I, I don't know. But it, the point being is that, yes, it's the burst is dependent upon what you do ahead of time and to maximize it and optimize it what you do after. Yeah. Get back on. Yeah. Get back on. And so Thanksgiving's over. So now clean it up between now and Christmas and New Year's right and then you're ready to go again yeah what do you do with all the leftovers <laughs> have everybody else eat them you let your kids eat them <laughs> oh yeah. man That's but horrible. you know if you're a regular guy and you're not training for something man enjoy thanksgiving let it go yeah. don't feel guilty about it have That's fun what I say. You're not worried about it. Just one or two days isn't going to make a, a bit of difference. As long as you're training, as long as you've got some some sense, 
you know, just get back on it. You're not going to see anything different. I don't think. I disagree. I think you guys are emphasizing the wrong thing. It's not a matter of getting back on it. It's a matter of getting off it and, and getting leaned out leading into it. Yeah. No question. If, if you're just being normal and, and then you're picking out, well, uh, then you're going to get heavier and it's going to be fat. Okay. No, we're talking about let's tighten up. Let's get on some sort of a, a dietary program that you'll be able to have an anabolic burst. There's no anabolic burst when you're eating three meals a day, 4,000 calories. That ain't, I mean, that's not yeah. happening. That's just, you're just, you're just getting fatter. Right. Right. It's got to be a big contrast. It's got to be a huge contrast. Yes. Just, just, yes. Like, just like our yes. training programs, you know, you yes. got to shock the body. Oh, uh, you're not going to be setting any records when you're uh, living on alone. That ain't happening. What are some good tactics as you're on your way to, I don't know, grandma's house or cousin's house or whatever, and you're going to have a big meal, you're going to be sitting there all day. What are some good tactics? I don't know, some stuff to eat beforehand or, you know, to bring in the car with you to kind of snack on before you, you know, to kind of fill you up a little bit, maybe. Oh, my you know, wife, my wife does that because she can't eat any of the food. My wife is so pure in her food fuels that she eats before she goes. So when she gets there, she just picks at, oh, this is delicious, you know, but if you actually look at her, she's not really eating anything, a little picking at this and that. So she, she pre, what are you doing? You're, you're preempting the meal by eating the food that you prefer. Pre-fueling. Yeah. Yeah. Being sociable. And then she's just being sociable and. You know, not she's not like. Brandon. Oh, they like they 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 like her better than they like me. Gee, really? <laughs> After three Guinness, <laughs> dude, three Guinness doesn't do nothing, man. To you, uh, three, three Guinness is like a three piece. I, of I was I was on my best behavior. We were with some very very nice people who invited us over to their lovely home, and we were nice. lovely, and and everything was lovely. It was beautiful. They had an outdoor. Uh, monster fireplace that had uh, a pizza built-in pizza oven on one side and green egg and the other monster fireplace in the middle we sat out underneath I don't know some sort of an outdoor building that had gl glass ceiling and drank hey, dude you were high on the hog well, yeah high right. roller yeah well that's right that's the way we roll you know when we're not hanging out with you know guys like Jimmy yeah and Kirk <laughs> I'll tell you what, when you walk with Kirk in those days, uh, he was an eating machine. I mean, it was just amazing. And again, with a guy like Kirk, you'd have to remember now he was in his prime years. What was he, Jim? He's in his twenties, right? He was still yep. in his twenties. Yep. I mean, you know, for this guy cleaning up was, uh, he would not eat four 7-Eleven big bites with cheese well, we sauce, with cheese sauce. Too. You know, he'd cut down to two, right? That's dieting, right? When he and he get cut. Diet, he was pretty. He was pretty strict. Uh, yeah, but he would eat massive amounts. But it would just be massive amounts. And he Kirk has always been a pretty good cook. So he would make like um, chicken and rice and vegetables. Like a massive, but it would be tasty. I mean, it would be, oh, that's good. He also was able to make like, I don't know, a, kind of a ground, you know, ground beef mixture right and uh, i was like oh yeah i could see 
eating that. And, and he was, but him and Bob, they were legendary. They would have some eating competitions. I forget what their record was. I don't know, five Whoppers. No, I think, uh, I think Bob said Kirk had, what was it? Six double Whoppers <laughs> yes, down at yes. the Burger King. And uh, well, how, they, many, they, they went to Denny's. They would also uh, go to Denny's and have those uh, grand yeah, slams. Grand and slams. Yeah, oh Kirk told Big Bob, he says, I'm going to eat two for every one that you eat. And he yeah. did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was yeah, like uh, six or eight breakfasts or something. Uh, uh, well, it was incredible. <laughs> I mean, and that was just the capacity. But these guys, both of them were intent on pushing their body weight up or pushing their body weight up or pushing their body weight upward. And that was the game. And so you, and when that's the game, you wake up ravenous, right, Jen? Yeah. You wake up and it's like, I am starving. Yeah, you've been imposing that demand and now your body is demanding it. Yeah, yeah, and it's just uh, it's you're in a zone, and and he was in a zone for about I don't know four years. <laughs> yeah. But spinning Bob back, said to, that, good. Bob said that. Uh, what was Bob said? Yeah, uh, Bob said he was. Um, I think eating all he now. Bob at one time was what three twenty five. Yeah, or or more. Um, but he's, I think he power lifted for what, 17 years or something. He said after that eating regular felt so weird and it felt weird to, um, you know, not be in pursuit of like heavy calories on a daily basis and yeah, felt and, weird and, to drop weight and all that. Yeah. Just, uh, and to Marty's, that? Point, to Marty's point, he doesn't have that type of appetite anymore. Oh, he's a master, man. He weighs, he, now he's still, I mean, he's still got his height. I'm a six, three, right. six, six, four, but he's, he's 200 pounds. Yeah. He's, he, he did, he did, a, he did a Cassidy. He yeah. did a Cassidy. Yeah. That's what Hugh did. After he weighed 300, Hugh went down to 195 and started winning bodybuilding competitions. Wow. Yeah. I mean, within yeah. a year, within a year. Yeah. That's incredible. Like eating Lance becomes such a, eating becomes such a job, doesn't it? I mean, it's like well, it's you such know, a chore and a job. And, and these days, you know, um, how everybody's complaining about the guts on the bodybuilders compared to Arnold's day. And yeah, stuff like yeah. that. Those guys weren't eating half the stuff that these no. guys today are every two hours. You're having, you know, uh, 50 to 60 grams of protein and a cup of rice. I mean, over and over. And so, you 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 know you're it's got to go somewhere and yeah you're getting bigger and bigger and bigger but also your your well, gut's getting bigger but, also. But, but there you have to remember a bodybuilder is a statue. They're divorced from performance. Oh, there's no, no there's no need to to have any kind of performance connected with the way they look. Right. And how many calories would you say the pro guys, the uh, Mr. Olympia guys are, you know, uh, consuming a day? 10,000 calories, maybe? I, mean, I don't know about 10,000, but I don't know. You could probably figure it out. F probably uh, 50 grams of carbs and 50 grams of protein. Protein. Remember, hours. remember Gary Striden, Striden back in the day? Remember yeah, when he was um, one of the first guys to start doing the frequent stuff? Arnold and those guys, you know, uh, it, it, what makes them relatable is that Striden, it, Striden wore wig. Yeah, yeah, but he was eating 10,000 calories a day. Yeah, and, and one, and, well, that's when uh, Kevin went, Kevin Laverne went backstage into Olympian 16 when he made his comeback, and he was like, these guys don't have sunken faces. These guys are huge and have no sunken faces like the old days. You yeah. know, you see the cheekbones and all that. Um, and so oh, what yeah. he did was took what Dorian did with keeping the carbs high, putting muscle on, 
uh, eating frequently and then, you know, burning it up. But Dorian never went that low. I don't think it was Marty. You can correct me if I'm wrong, but under 300 or 250 before a show, he was still high on the carbs. That's high compared to what Arnold and Draper and those guys were doing. Yeah. Um, well, and so well he never he never went below 3,000 calories. Yeah. See, so so some of that had to be carbs. Well, no, they were. Yeah. Fat. He was he was a normal. He was a normal eater person kind of guy. I mean, he had like, he would have like, I don't know, dry bagels. Yeah. Stuff like that, right? Or sweet potatoes, you know, like that, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But he was a clean, he was a clean eater. Right. Uh, he also had an aversion to, to fat, to dietary fat. He, yeah. he, he said it made him sick. Went to lunch with him a couple of times and he was very particular about what he got and what he ate. And it was just um, uh, lean and clean and, you know, salads and, you know, lean chicken and fish and, but, you know, white fish preferred over salmon. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, but natural that way, like, like my wife, Stacy, she's very, my wife is very naturally drawn toward good fuel. Right. Whereas I'm indiscriminate. <laughs> Right, yeah. JP. Can yeah. I get an Can I get an Amen from both amen, you guys? Brother. Yep. <laughs> both you guys, right? It's yeah, like, man, like you, you know, you know what? One of the best things I think you can do when you're you're indulging in all in all the holiday foods on a Thanksgiving is try to avoid the alcohol. Now you can have a little bit, but no, if you have a little bit too no, much, no, 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 no. It, it it lowers your your ability to say no to oh, food because no you got to just eat everything after a few drinks you're like i don't care i don't care whereas yeah. normally you'd be like well maybe i shouldn't have that yeah. i shouldn't have so much of this see you know. this is because you're an amateur drinker <laughs> thing is not not eat and just drink that's a... <laughs> no that's normal no that's not true no choir boy uh, to, I'll tell you this, one thing you notice as you age is that your your appetite goes down. I eat so, I really appreciated my time I spent with Ori Hoffmeckler because Ori, who is the father of intermittent fasting, he is the godfather. He's, he, he brought intermittent fasting into reality before anyone else even conceived of it with his warrior diet. And what he did for me is he gave me permission not to eat. Up until then, it was like you had the propaganda of breakfast is the most important meal. Breakfast is the most important meal. Breakfast is, and it's like, no, it's not. It's not. And there's another alternative universe where as you age, you get by with less and less fuel and it's better for you. You have long well, now. I well, let me finish before you come in with your with your counter argument. Now I have long periods. I basically only eat within a four hour window. The other eighteen hours, now I have coffee, right, and I have liquids. Not you know. Not, I mean, occasionally. Right. I, I but I'm like right <laughs> since I've been doing this alone diet. I'm not taking any supplements. No protein powder. No no bars. Nothing. Just just regular food. But, but, you know, I, my, my, my point being is that, uh, you know, I, well, I don't know, you know, let's, we should probably wrap this thing up. We're probably running a little long here. Where are we at? Well, I want to add though, I don't have a counter. 
I don't have a counter to what you're saying, but I I will agree as you get older. Yeah. You know, all of us, uh, you, you know, used to really pound the food at Thanksgiving. We used to go back two, three, four times. You know, I think if we all did that now, we'd be half dead. But, you know, I, I had one. I, I, I was still plate be, yesterday. I was still I was still eating big when I was your age. No, still, see, I can't I do it anymore. Just, it just makes me feel sick. I well, I'm one. not saying I'm not saying that I'm now. Listen, back in my 20s, I was eating lasagna for breakfast. Seriously. Yeah, you know, we have I mean, that, that's what that's what we did because we were trying to push our body weight up. No, we were a long ways from that. Yeah. But now we're back to a point where for 18 hours, I'm not eating. I'm allowing everything to clear out and I'm doing more, trying to do more cardio. Right. Yeah, well, that, <clears throat> yeah. And that segues almost into what we're going to talk about in a week or two about the longevity. Yeah, what you're doing mm -hmm. is something that, in my opinion, our bodies are meant to do hunt or uh, you know, search for food or, you know, try not to burn calories if there's no food around. And then you save it up for the end of the day where it's a social, you can have a social thing with the tribe, you know, while yeah. you're that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And if I can just stay off uh, the refined carbs and the starch and, you know, that seems to be the key. Yeah. So uh, for yeah. me anyway, and, and again, at, at uh, being on the other, the wrong side of uh, 39, just barely. Yeah. That's, Jack, that's, that's what Jack Benny used to say. They asked to ask him how old he was. He said, he, was 30, he said, I just turned 39. Always said that. Yeah, Jack Benny. Ray, Reagan used to say it's my uh, something like it's my 26th anniversary of my 39th birthday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, you know, again, if uh, you're coming into holidays and if it's a, if it's a problem for you, um, you know, do something about it ahead of time. I guess that's the, my bottom line. Yeah. You can do yeah. damage control. And, yeah. And, damage control. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Love. In the form of exercise, diet and all that. And on the way to grandma's house, pound a shake, have a Perillo protein bar something like that. No, yeah, I don't like that idea. You don't like that idea? No, man. I'm going to have at it. I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Pass the pumpkin pie, please. Well, everybody on. always said, oh, if you drink water beforehand, but that never <laughs> does anything, man. Water. No, I don't think that's not filling, is it? Yeah. I mean, maybe for five minutes. I hate water anyway. Your solution was better, Jim. I'm not coming. Yeah, don't, <laughs> go. don't go. That's it. I'm not coming. I'm sorry for the last minute. Uh, and then you stuck to it. I could have never done that. I would have been. How long, uh, how yeah. long did it take mom to get over that? Uh, she was all right. I mean, I got the grandkids, you know, so if you want to see the grandkids, but <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's rough. Oh, I love my mom. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. Damage control beforehand. That's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So listen, right. let's see, let's do a couple of, uh, real quick things. I saw a good um, video that uh, on Amazon Prime, it was uh, Jeff Beck, who I love, and he's, uh, it's a, like a biographic on him and it's called uh, Still in the Run. And if you're into guitar playing, yeah. I mean, it's, it's incredible. And it was, it's, it was, what was really interesting is that the, the two of the in my opinion, the top five guitar players of the 20th century, Beck and a page. And they grew up in the same neighborhood. 
they knew each other from they they knew each other from the time they were 12 years old. He was American Jeff Beck. I didn't know. No, no, they he was they were both from uh this small town in suburban London outside in, you know, like I don't know, Wheaton or College Park, right? And but they walked to each other's house and they both had little homemade guitars when they were 12 years old. And it was just amazing how they intertwined and they both became just, just, just incredible. But if you're, you're into just really, 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 and he, he, he's odd in that he's evolved. Um, so many artists, they get to a certain point and they just, they fossilize. That's it. They don't, yeah. you know, that, that they don't, they don't evolve anymore. He has evolved. Also his, his interesting cars. I actually had a, a slight run in with him. He was a car nut. And you had a run-in with Jeff Beck? Yep, I sure did. There's a guy named Danny Gatton, who was a great, great guitar player, who, uh, where did Gatton live? Was he in Waldorf, I think? Anyway, my one of my best friends in high school was a guy named Tommy Branch. Tommy sang, and Danny, Danny Gatton was so good, he always had three bands going. He had a rock band called Funhouse. He had, um, I don't know, a, a regular like a wedding band he called Danny and the Fat Boys. And then he had a, a jazz band that he, he played at Gallagher's Pub on Connecticut Avenue every Sunday in Washington, D.C. My buddy Tommy Branch was the lead singer in Tommy in uh, Danny's rock band, Funhouse. Mm-hmm. So I got to hang out with Tommy and I got to go over to Danny's. And uh, Gatton was a, was a car guy. He was a gadget guy and his guitar, he set up guitars, but he was also a hot rod guy. And Jeff Beck was over at Gatton's house when I was there with Tommy Branch. He was at Gatton's place because Gatton, Beck was a big fan of Gatton's. No kidding. Oh yeah, Gatton was, uh, him and Roy Buchanan were incredible guitar players. I wonder how many guys were out there that were that good, you know, and didn't really make it, make it, you know what I mean? Well, Beck was a young guy at the time. He was he was big, but he was he wasn't doing stadiums. He was still doing like I don't know, Constitution Hall, maybe you know, five thousand seat. But but wasn't when he was Stewart, he was with Rod Stewart for a while too, wasn't he? Well, Rod Stewart was in Jeff Beck's band. No kidding. The, yeah, the Jeff Beck group. Yeah, pull it up. Truth. That's that's awesome, the, the huge album. Oh yeah, that's that's still seminal album. So anyway, but uh, yeah, if you get a chance, watch that. Uh, that's on what? Prime. Good. That's on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon Prime. It's a you got to you know you got to go up to the home page and dig for it. Just pull up Jeff Beck, and it's uh, called what is it? Still on the run? Still? Got my glasses on. Yeah. Uh, yeah, still on the run. Yeah, but that was a good one. Jim, have you seen anything good or read anything good lately? Well, I'm reading a wonderful book, and I, it's so good that I'm trying to slow it down. You know, oh yeah, that love love that. <laughs> um, Forrest Carter wrote uh, Outlaw Josie Wales, and I'm reading one of his books called Watch for Me on the Mountain, which is a novel about Ger- Geronimo's last days. It is so damn good. Oh, I love that. That, that it, within, you know how some books, it takes a while to get going? Within the first couple pages, I was hooked. And I just, when you get a book like that, man, you're just like, what time can I start reading that today? You know, <laughs> I was hunting yeah. yesterday and the birds weren't flying. I was like, I should have brought my book, you know? So, so this is a, um, is it like a, a, an actual thing or kind They're of almost a, historical fiction where he yeah, yeah, yeah. events that happened, but then he's like, 
Ben Geronimo said this and stuff, you know. Oh, like, um, what's the other one that we liked? The Nathan Bedford Forest by a bus tail wide open. Yep, yep, yep. But that that's more really uh, nonfiction, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I mean, uh, those, those events were, I mean, they, you know, they had to expand them in the retelling. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, the, the, the things that happened, which I think probably is true in your Geronimo thing, right? Yeah. So the battles are they're all, all true battles and uh, people he was with. And I mean, he was a tough son of a gun, man. He wasn't going to give up. It didn't matter. Where was he? Was he in New Mexico? Where was he? Oh, boy. I, uh, I don't think they Arizona. Had, they didn't say states in the movie. He's, he was uh, in the desert, right? He was running around. Yes. In the desert, yes. Yeah. Well, they moved the the uh, soldiers or the government, whatever, moved the Apaches to the oh, desert. Oh, yeah. Oh, they and they're mountain people. And they're mountain yeah. people. Oh, yeah. And so they were starving. And then they'd get these rations, and it was rice with gold weevils in it and, uh, you know, oh, yeah. meat. And, and so yeah. was like, "Why? we're not doing this. We're not doing this. And they tried to talk to the government. And they were like, can you just put us back in the mountains? We'll stay there. We won't right. go anywhere else. And they didn't trust them. So uh, they kept arresting Geronimo, and finally they kicked Geronimo out and left him in the desert with these small group of Apaches, and that's re really where the story takes off. And Geronimo recruits everybody and's like, "You want to be like this? You want to go out a koala bear? You want to be a grizzly, son?" So right, he got right. some warriors together, and and I'm in the midst of it, and it's just wonderful. Yeah. Sounds like some good tidbits you can uh, kind of utilize for your cardio training, huh? What's that? From Geronimo. From the from the story, you know how you take certain stories you've read and all the hardships oh, people yeah, go through right. and hold somebody it. hostage. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, so that's great. JP, you seen anything good? You know what? I haven't watched any movies or anything. We've been so busy over here. I'm not stop reading working, any books. Man. Stop working. Stop working. <laughs> I need to stop working. Stop working. Yeah, <laughs> Everybody well, needs to get this stuff. Marty and I will watch enough and read enough to cover this this aspect of the. Well, market. you guys are the Siskel and Ebert of uh, strength training, so I just let you guys uh, riff on all your your latest stories and movies and things like that. Um, Marty probably wants to talk about his Instagram page. Oh yeah, what is that, Jim? You got three of them now. I don't know. You got Do we? three of them. Good yeah, he's God. got M H M G S O one. He's got the Marty Gallagher, and then Stacy has one also. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. There but you the, go. the Marty Gallagher is, is, the, is the, one. the Marty Gallagher. She's uh, a, is where you want to go. Yeah, she's shotgunning it out. Oh yeah, she's doing a good job. Uh, you can also <laughs> check out Marty's weekly column, Raw with Marty Gallagher at IronCompany.com. Just go to the top of our website. It'll say articles. Click on that and go down to Raw. Uh, we've sent out, uh, Iron Company sent out uh, some recent um, newsletters. Um, the biggest obstacle right now for Christmas shopping is getting things on time. Everything seems to be out of stock right now. So we put together a, a newsletter with things that we know for a factor in stock. So oh, that's, that's that was, smart. That's cool. Yeah, we thought that was the biggest thing this year because of the situation that's that's going on with depletion and all that. So uh, if you haven't signed up for our newsletter, you can do that in the footer at the bottom of our website. But uh, we've got things like, you know, USA made uh, deep dish plates right now that are shipping immediately. Uh, Olympic bars, power bars, uh, flooring, rubber flooring. So we've all got you, a lot of all, stuff. That's all you need, man, right there. A barbell on the floor. There's so much you can do with a barbell on the floor. Yeah. Right. Yep, that's exactly right. 
we've got new Jim Steele articles. They can be found at Iron Company. Oh, what's, this, oh, what's, this, what's this about? Well, the we latest one we have, we might have talked about it last time, is weight training, what it was really like in the old days. Yeah. How old? Yeah, 70s and 80s. Our old days, not your old days. Oh, no, no. <laughs> but it was still pretty pure, pretty pure in the, in the 70s and early 80s. Is that the Mentor era? Yeah. Mentor came. Mentor won America mm -hmm. in 76. Oh. And he was a he was our local guy. I mean, he was over at, uh, where did he was at? He was at Dynamo, I think. Yeah, he did Dynamo and he did uh, uh, Sparta, else? Spartan. Yeah, Spartan. Yep, Spartan. Yeah. And yeah. he was stationed in the Air Force at Andrews Air Force for, I think, four years. Yeah, yeah. So that's why we kind of ended up in the D.C. area. And then his brother Ray moved down from Pennsylvania. They were both they were both down there. Yeah, I was just, I uh, worked in with them in the lap machine one time at uh, whatever. You're kidding. No. Were they doing Beyond Failure stuff then or? They were uh, big guys. We had a lot of, we had a training partner in common, a guy named Ray Hager. Ray trained with the Mentors. And then he trained with Mark Dimiduk. He was Mark Dimiduk's main. Mark Dimiduk was an IPF world, national world champion powerlifter, and Ray trained. And so, so uh, Hager brought all the mentored diet information over to Dimiduk, and that really helped Mark. And he did stuff like Mentor would fast every Monday. No kidding. Yeah, and that's how he stayed in touch with hunger. I love it. Wow. I love right. it. Now, yeah. I, you know, I don't know for how long. This is when, I would say this was in the period he hadn't quite peaked yet, right? He had moved to California and Ray was still in the DC area. And Ray Menser and Ray Hager were actually in the pool business together. They did pool cleanings in the summer and they made enough money in the summer that they didn't have to work the rest of the year. So yeah, it was interesting. And yeah, that is, you know, I would love to do in the future, JP as a pot. So, so I remember emailing Marty 20 years ago and it said, I was, I was very interested in the pockets of strength around the country. And I'd love to talk about that one time, Cleveland, Texas with the yeah. young brothers, yeah. Maryland with the uh, Marty, yeah. Dimaduck, those, you know, and it was just very strange how these, pockets arose around the country it was just in these four or five places right marty you had uh yeah. the big deadlifter kennedy he had a group of guys you know sort of like brad yeah, has or, now. yeah oregon yeah, yeah oregon yeah. minnesota uh yeah. ohio you'd have the cleveland area was distinct from the from the um C cincinnati area which was distinct from the uh, columbus area mm. you had uh, california you had a little bit of a scene in la Arizona, Arizona, you had Thorbecks. Texas, you had a bunch of places. And then we could talk about people who you knew from that era and that their training was different or what really made that special, you know? Uh, you, could pick, you, you could pick a you could pick a reason. You had a lot of great lifters coming out of Florida. Really? Willie Bell. Yeah, I think that'd be interesting. Um, um, Gene cool. Bell. Yeah. From a lot of the guys out of, out of Florida. The, the, the thing that I was most fascinated with, and Marty and I have talked about this uh, before, what, just like you said, Jim, you had pockets, certain pockets like that that you named off around the country, but somehow these pockets, now this was pre-internet and all that communication, social media and all that, but somehow mm -hmm. all these pockets yeah. ended up at the same place doing the same kind of training. Well, Marty can attest to this. When Rob Wagner would come back from the world or the nationals, yes, exactly. he'd have all kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. He'd have a new program that, that uh, 
you know, David Ricks was doing. He'd have yeah. a new program that Wade Hooper's doing. He'd have, yeah. he talked to Kirk about, you know, nutrition. Yeah. And that's really the exchange over beers was the exchange of ideas <laughs> that people yeah, trained yeah. for that year on. If you, know, you look, if, you, if you look at the different regions, at, in every region, there'll be a, a superstar power lifter. Mm-hmm. And around that lifter, uh, other lifters branch out. So, you know, in New England, you know, going way back, you might have a guy like Ernie Hackett you know, it's a great champions of the sixties. And then in the, the, in Minnesota, you had, um, Oh, uh, Don Reinhout and, uh, Oh, uh, Jerry Jones. And, you know, in, in every region you would have, um, these superstar power lifters and they would create a school. Yeah. But as Jim points out, the schools would gather mainly at the, at the junior nationals and the nationals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the worlds could be, you know, out of right. country, out of country, but the nationals and the juniors. So there were twice a year, you'd have heavyweight national level competitions. And that's when all the exchange of ideas and essentially you took your cues from whoever was beating your ass. <laughs> yeah. What are you doing differently? Yeah. Right. You don't take your cues from somebody that you're as good at or better than, or, or you're better than. So, you know, and, and a lot of conisms ended up in Kirk's training through me. Right. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do a show on that one time. That'd be cool. great. All yeah. right. And JP, you're going to work on getting Tom Platts, remember? Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I got to try to get Tom Platts on. I'm going to reach out to him. That's a uh, yeah. Maybe next week I'll uh, try reaching out to him. That would be really fascinating. Yes. Anyway. Sorry, right, Jim. Filibuster. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs> thanks, guys. Go, go have some leftovers, huh? But yeah, no right spillover. On. Careful. No spillover. No spillover. <laughs> no spillover. All right. All See right. you. Bye. Yeah. Uh, good one.